Nomads, and welcome to episode 52 of the Nomads of Fantasy. I will be your host for this evening. My name is Eric, and as always, I have with me Brandon. Well, I had to stop her from screaming. <laughs> and I also have Dave with me tonight. That sounds like a confession to me. In fact, the double negative have led to proof positive. Beautiful. Both fantastic quotes. Classic. Um, if you recognize those quotes, those are from the cult classic Clue, released in 1985, starring Tim Curry and many others. Great ensemble cast in this one. Um, but before we get into the main topic, we have some announcements to make. Just a little housekeeping. Uh, we've been talking amongst ourselves a little bit. Um, and we're going to change up the format of the show just a bit. So if you've been a longtime listener of the Nomads of Fantasy, we normally do our Act 1, which is usually our catch-up section of what we've been playing and watching. That is going to actually move into its separate monthly episode. Um, so that gives us a little bit more room for the main topic uh, in the main show. So that will be a monthly release. And then we are cutting down the main show to two acts. So it'll be the main topic and then the game at the end, like always. We're going to try to keep these episodes a little bit shorter, um, close to about an hour long, uh, just to give just to give Brandon a little bit of a break. It's our yeah. summer schedule. Brandon does all yeah. the bulk People of the editing here. Do. Yeah. We're all dads. Yeah, in the we, winter, we're getting busy in the, the summertime. Yeah. It, yeah. It gets cold, you know, like you go inside and you kind of just do stuff like this. But when when the sun's out and it's warm, it's it's hard to stay inside and editing your show. So yeah. Out, yeah. Out. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. Uh, we'll do the monthly catch-ups, we'll do our normal weekly shows with the main topic in the game, and then, coming up at the end of May, we're also planning on doing, like we did with the Book of Boba Fett, our weekly Kenobi episodes. So that, mm. I, mean, I mean, that will only be five weeks long, because the first two episodes release at once, and then you only right. have five more episodes after that, or it's a six-episode total, so, um, that'll be, that'll be nice. Super excited just, about that. We'll just give them all nines now. They're, they're going to be good. Oh, yeah. I'm so fucking excited for <laughs> Kenobi. That show was made for me. Yeah, dude. God, I can't wait. Just the character. I just, I've been watching the old movies uh, recently with the kids and just, you know, like Alec Guinness, right? That's the actor that played mm -hmm. Ben Kenobi. You mm -hmm. really appreciate yep. what um, Ewan McGregor did. With the kid, oh, yeah. You know, touching the mustache. I, I don't know if I appreciate it when it came up but now watching these over and over back and forth and i was like i do appreciate it and i i don't know i like it yeah i talked about it in our revenge of the sith episode where he like studied for like weeks of alec guinness's performances yeah. and tried to you know replicate his mannerisms and everything so whatever we're not talking about kenobi we're talking about clue on this episode yeah um so i guess first this is kind of our intro section um We'll start with our social this time. We're still kind of mm. trying to figure out our new format. Um, but I put out on Twitter at Nomads of Fantasy uh, that we're recording for Clue and just to leave your thoughts on the movie here. And we actually got quite a bit of responses. Turns out people like this movie. 
Um, How can you not? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jake <laughs> Iveson, our Jerk. good buddy, says, absolutely love this movie. Brings a smile to my face every time I see it. Plus, it's the only good board game turned into a movie. Correct. Uh, Lin- uh, Lindsay Washburn says, Clue is a masterclass of comedy. You have every single character working together to make it funny instead of trying to compete with one another. Endlessly quotable and has some of the best comedic performances of all time. Tim Curry, Madeline Kahn, Michael McKean, etc. A classic. Um, K- Kilted One says, Clue is one of the greatest ensemble movies ever. Everyone seems to be enjoying themselves and not trying to be and not trying to one up each other. It's generally genuinely just a fun movie. I hate okay. your taste in movies <laughs> says, Yes, yes, one of my all time favorite movies. Uh, such a delight. Big Bear Radio says, Classic comedy at its finest, great cast, hilarious situations, and great board game. Uh, Saturday morning podcast says one of the best underappreciated movies. Cast is great. Curry is insane. Somehow it all comes together in the multi endings and leaves you wanting more. Multi endings. Spoiler. Spoiler. We'll get into that. <laughs> um. So yeah, it turns out people really like this movie. Uh, for being a cult. I, I mean, that's the thing about these cult classics. Like people who really like this these movies really really like them and will you know evangelize them so that was it cool. is way better than it has any right to be i mean for a movie based off the i was game, totally like, yeah you'd expect it to be complete trash but yeah, right it's well dave you've been pushing together this movie on you've been pushing this movie on eric for a while right i remember I, when we used to work together in the office you were like telling him and you're like what you haven't seen this how about clue what that's the next movie you're gonna see and that was like probably five years ago <laughs> yeah i mean i just brushed it off and was like nah whatever i'll you know i'll get to it eventually but uh, i hadn't even i hadn't even seen it i don't know until i was in my 30s so like i it was fairly i mean in the grand scheme of things it's fairly new to me too so okay but it's become a it's become a halloween every every year kind of watch because it it's got a little bit of spookiness, a little bit of murder. Yep. So makes it interesting. So, yeah. Well, um, yeah, that was our new intro section. Um, so right after this little break, we will get into the main topic and talk all about Clue. We are back to talk about Clue. We can't talk about the movie Clue without first talking about what it's based on, which is the board game. Mm. Um, Clue, also known as Cluedo, it's originally known as Cluedo. That's what it's known as in the UK, which is where it was created. It's The North American version is Clue. Um, Cluedo was created in 1949. Uh, manufactured by Waddington's in the UK. Um, 
If you haven't played Clue, we've all played Clue, right? I grew up on Clue. I think so. Yeah. Clue. I love Clue. Yeah. Clue it's when a you're great a game. Kid, Not a long time, but you're a, you have a bad childhood. Great <laughs> family. Great. For, oh yeah, great family game. And now they got like all the different versions. We have Golden Girls Clue. What? You got the regular Clue. Yeah, man. Golden Girls Clue. You got to find out. You got to find out who ate the last piece of cheesecake. I haven't oh, played Jesus. it that much. Like, is this something I should be playing with my kids? Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I Clue's think it was a great family a game. Times when I was little. And I... Okay. When I was a kid, I got like the Master Clue or whatever. I guess Clue was big back then, but I think it was early 90s probably. But it was Master It was Clue. Clue except with like another expansion on it. So there was like an extra three to six rooms and passageways and murder weapons and all that fun stuff. But Damn. I wow. mean, if you haven't played it, it's just a... You go from room to room and you ask people questions and you try and figure out where the crime took place, what weapon was used, and who was murdered. And you basically yep. got to go to the... Or who was the murderer. Yes. And then you go and try and guess at the end. Mm-hmm. The- it's always the best when you have like two people who know, like have the solution and they're racing because you have to get to the middle to mm-hmm. you know lay out all your cards. So when two people have the answer... And they're like racing to get to the middle. It's all based on the <laughs> dice rolls of, of how far you can move. Okay. That's that's always the best moment in the game. Because whoever gets the, you know, lays down their solution first and gets it correct is the winner. Or it's funny when they, they think they do and then they don't have it right. And you're like, ah. right. They just completely flub it. Like, <laughs> nope. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I, um, I watched this movie with my kids and. Jack, I was like, Jack, this is not a scary movie. And there's some, you know, like he watched could... it and he watched it and he was like talking to me after the movie about like, this is like, you know, the characters and the funny scenes and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, he was scared throughout it. But, you know, it's a comedy, you know, stuff. But anyways, I wonder if I can ask him to play the game. Absolutely. He Dude, might, yeah. Definitely. I think after seeing the movie, if he would. There's even a, a Clue Jr. where you're trying to figure out who ate the cookie or something like that. <sighs> yeah, it doesn't have to be about nope. murder. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So it's out there. Yeah, the movie mm-hmm. is, I don't know. It has a I was I wrote down like how good the opening is to it because it's very it's almost got like a Danny Elfman kind of soundtrack to it where it's a little it's kind of ominous, but it's like upbeat a little bit and it's mm-hmm. definitely like spooky in the beginning. But then yeah. like once I think the murders start happening, like <clears throat> hilarity does actually start to ensue. And, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of like the comedy gets cranked up a little bit once the murders start happening. Well, I saw that the the guy who wrote the music, I, I think, I don't have it in front of me, but I think he also did the West Side Story music. Really? This was um, this was John Morris uh, who did the music here. Hmm. Um, and he, yeah, he's done, he's done like Broadway, television uh he's done a bunch of stuff he did space balls oh wow Ooh, that's a yeah classic. so there's some and yeah so there's uh there's some pretty cool creative people behind this movie and i think that's probably why it works even though it was i think movies like this are hard to market and i think that's why some movies are you have to you have to experience it a different way i mean this is 1985 so i was four when yeah. this came out eric I mean, your parents. I were was what, ten years at this. Point. It was I mean, like, nine nine years until I was even uh, thought of. Like, you know, this movie kind of like sucked at the box office. It cost fifteen million to make and got three million dollars on its initial release. So, 
They almost, well, like total box office was 14.6. So like they almost broke even, but this was, yeah, this was not a critical. Well, I don't know if it was a critical, a a financial success, I should say. Um, But it turned into pretty, uh, pretty good cult classic. Some of the ones that like it got mashed out of the uh, box office, uh, Rocky four. Came out around the same time. Oh my, that's hard because that with. that was like a cultural landmark back then. Rocky versus the Russian. Oh, yeah. Everybody was seeing that. The Jewel of the Nile, which is something that I might like to watch on this show because I haven't seen it in a really long time, and I remember that being like a like never a, even heard an of that Indiana Jones ish kind of movie. I believe okay. it's I believe it's Kurt Russell. I might be dating myself there. That- I could get on board with or Michael that. Douglas. I'm sorry, Michael Douglas. Okay, but all right. No, Brandon, have you seen? Have you seen Jewel of the Nile? I don't think I've ever heard of this. Okay, I've all never right. heard of it. Either. We're adding it to the schedule. But no, um, okay. Spies Like Us and The Color Purple all came out around the same. Spies time. Like Us, I've seen many times. Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Yeah. Right? Or no, no, Chevy Chase and Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, speaking of uh, star power, this movie has some has some pretty good star power. Of course, you have Tim Curry. He's, I mean, he's the star of the show. But you also have Christopher Lloyd, Michael McKean, Martin Mull, Leslie Ann, Warren, Eileen Brennan, Brennan, sorry, uh, Madeline Kahn. There's like everybody. I don't think there was any like weak cast members in this movie. I thought they were all fantastic. Uh, and it, like there's you know, great ensemble cast. Yeah, I was, like you were going to say, it was. Um, the ensemble cast, like everybody plays off of each other super well. And like the joke, the yeah. jokes are all kind of intertwined and fast hitting and like, yeah, it, well, sometimes, yeah, like you said, sometimes you, there, a joke will just pass you by and you won't even like notice it. And then you're like, oh shit, that was funny. Yeah. Like they, they, <laughs> they definitely do the, the quick hits like one after another here. This, what I like about this movie is that it's like everybody's movie. Like everybody gets to be in there's this movie. So, there's, there's no yeah. like it's not like you know, I don't know, it's not like there's one actor dominating this movie no. over the Well, other. I you could argue Tim Curry dominated. He, well this he movie. his he's so He's linchpin. I mean they're I, all good. I feel like he, he yeah, he he led the movie. Like he you know, he kinda was the leader of everybody else, but everybody else played off of him as well. Okay, I gotta bring this up because this always bothered me when I was a kid. And it bothered me the last time I saw it, and then it bothered me this this last time I saw it um, for the show. Uh, the guy who plays Mister Body, <laughs> yeah, yeah, his acting is so bad. Okay, he's the worst character it's, in the it's, movie. It's he's edited bad. His delivery is bad. It's he's well, stiff as a board. He's supposed to Why be like is this he weird so bad in this movie mobster guy. His voice is cool. He's got a cool like voice like if i was right. listening to him like he sounds okay but when i watch him he just kind of it doesn't fit quite right with the other it's like he wanted to be a robert de niro but yeah not, i feel like he was mostly just like a means to an end like because he was basically the first one that they discover that gets murdered you know so like thank god he his character isn't early spoiler super yeah but, his character isn't oh, super man. important to the plot or anything he's just kind of like you know the MacGuffin, like, oh, we gotta figure out who murdered this dude. You each have a lethal weapon. If you denounce me to the police, you will also be exposed and humiliated. I'll see to that in court. 
But if one of you kills Wadsworth now, no one but the seven of us will ever know. He has the key to the front door, which he said would only be opened over his dead body. <laughs> I suggest we take him up on that offer. The only way to avoid finding yourselves on the front pages is for one of you to kill Wadsworth. Now. But, I mean, he's not the only murder that happens. Yeah. Get the cook. Whoa. Find out the cook. Yeah. A lot of, well, what is it? Like six people total <laughs> yeah. get murdered throughout the entire movie. I know. After a while, it does. I mean, there is a, bot, a legit body count in this movie. All right. So hold on a second. So. I mean, the plot's pretty basic, you know, uh, but well, not the plot. I think it stays faithful the, to the board game pretty well. But the yeah, background, really the whole ex- explanation of why everybody's there, that gets really complicated for my it, stupid brain at times. Cause it I'm does. Like, because I cannot keep up with some of the things that happen in the beginning. So when everybody gets this letter to come to this house. Mm-hmm. like everybody just does it we don't know why but they just start showing up to this house and it's kind of cool and there's like this weird weird joke where everybody's checking their shoe that's the well yeah because tim like curry stepped in shit. shit in the beginning yeah he did i missed and then, that and then oh, he wiped the, his shoe off the so that's running joke everybody was yeah everybody okay, was smelling poop when they walked in fixing yeah. that for me because i missed it i missed that part yeah and i'm like what what is it is it the house that smells? So the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking, is there like a poop joke hidden somewhere? Okay, it was in the beginning and I missed Wait, after it. After he okay. gives the dogs the it's bones great. and he's walking into the house, he steps in shit and he checks. He checks. Yeah, and then he, wipe, he wipes his shoe off. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's so good. So yeah, everybody, everybody near Tim Curry after that is like checking their shoe, like smelling dog shit. <laughs> it's such a, okay. it's such a good, like, uh, I don't know, like, it sets like the comedy up like it's like slapsticky kind of comedy, but like just the initial poop joke where it's just very subtle, but it's fucking hilarious. All right. But so there's a couple things that happen, though, in the beginning that does confuse me. And it's who owns the mansion that we're in? Who owns that? Well, it depends uh, what ending you're going with. OK. And then I mean, we assume it's Mr. Body. Who is the host? Throughout the, well, I th- I thought, well, I don't know. That's a good question because we think it's Mr. Body, but then Wadsworth, Tim Turry's character says he's like, yeah. they have like a mysterious host, you know, well, like Wadsworth so, at the end says in the real ending says that he's the one that blackmailed everybody and that Mr. Right, Body was really right. his butler. Right. So really, I think Tim Curry is the mastermind behind the whole thing. Wadsworth. Okay, because Mr. Body says because like um in the beginning Wadsworth like Mr. Body is the one that's he's the one that's actually bland, blackmailing you, but he's not the he's not the host. He's one of he's the seventh guest or something like that. And then later just like a little bit after that, he freaks out and says it's a hoax, it's a scam or whatever and he like runs away. Right? Yeah. And he freaks out and he tries to get out and he can't escape. 
And Wadsworth always is in charge. He always has the key. He knows who's in on it, who's not in on it. And then other times he acts like he doesn't know what's going on. And obviously the ending changes some of this stuff. But overall, right. I mean, like there is some, there's some truth behind some of this stuff. And I get so confused. The blackmailing stuff is really cool. I like that. But I just get confused with some of the who's details. Who's supposed to be like the person that organized this whole thing? Because you think everybody got a letter. But then at one point, Wadsworth says, I wrote the letters. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I think. I would I say that, yeah, <laughs> that's the point. I think maybe that is the yeah. point. Cause I mean, that, like you said, there's multiple endings. So I feel like you have to kind of interpret, you know, which one you want to take at face value. I mean, I don't know. I know the original theatrical release, they showed different endings in different theaters, right? Which is awesome. So like, like what film that's so, has the that's such a cool concept. That's cool. That's, like, that's ridiculous. Right. right. That was such a cool concept. Cause yeah, just the idea of that. I mean, now whatever on the streaming platform that I watched it on, they just show you everything Mm -hmm. like this is what could have happened, but this is what really happened. And then they, you know, they show you the, the multiple three different endings. And it's better when you like, Um, when you rewatch it, because those endings, they explain how everybody's interconnected to each other. I was going to say, I feel like this movie deserves a rewatch. Yeah. Cause when you go back and watch it the second time, you notice those small little things like, Miss Peacock saying she loves the soup or, you know, the looks that people get at each other when they first meet each other. Yvette and Miss Scarlet, maybe. Miss White. White. Mrs. Yes. White. Mrs. Yeah. Yeah. Miss White. Yeah. Um, Not Mrs. Yeah. because her husbands keep dying. Well, <laughs> yeah, her five five ex-husbands or whatever mysteriously Honestly, died. Like, I, I w- when I watch this movie and I, I like, yes. The, everybody knows this movie has multiple endings and they do it in a very fun way. Wouldn't it have been cool though if they did one for each of the characters just because that was I was thinking happen. that's what they, they like, would do. They could have done that, you know, but like I get budget restraints or like how that would be a lot. It. It's a lot and because like they were intending to do one in the theater. It was and it, it, th- then when they put them all together and they put them on a VHS, that's when it clicked with everybody and like this is a really good movie. I think they they could have pulled it off with everybody having a different ending because everybody had a different motive as to why they would want to kill each one of the people that got killed, you know? So they could have done it, but like you said, probably budgetary restrictions. I mean, this movie only had a $15 million budget, so very low by today's oh, standards. Eric, you know what I want to bring up? I thought about you when I watched this movie. This is oh, one really? of those movies. This is a common theme, I think, with the Nomads. We like when the setting is a character. Mm-hmm. And this Hell yeah, is just, I always bring this just up. Just like Die Hard or Home Alone or Jurassic Park. I was Park. thinking the same thing. Takes, you know, like the thing, it takes place at one place. You're in, I mean, Dave, you like the opening probably because it also is like this menacing shot, like yeah. like uh, Ghostbusters like scene. It just looks... Spooky. Yeah, you just see the silhouette of the mansion during this thunderstorm. Like, yeah. it's it's a little cliche, but it's it's classic and it works, especially for this type of movie. Right, and my son, he's like, it reminds me of Twilight Zone Tower of Terror from... <laughs> what? He, that, that ride scared the hell out of him. Oh, okay. Like, I go, well, yeah, because it's like the same... Because this movie takes place in like 1955. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? 1954. 54. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you for correcting me. And, which is interesting because there are some interesting jokes that, well, you know, uh, homosexuality is brought up in this movie. And 
while yeah, it might be it might be distasteful today to make those jokes, but the movie does take place in 1954, and men would you know like when when Mr. Green's like <laughs> she's a mom homosexual and like uh Christopher Lloyd's character who is Mr. Professor Plum Professor, Professor Plum, Plum gets up and, and he's <laughs> moves married. away he's, yeah he walks away instantly. <clears throat> I have something to say. I'm not going to wait for Wadsworth here to unmask me. I work for the State Department, and I'm a homosexual. I feel no personal shame or guilt about this, but I must keep it a secret or I will lose my job on security grounds. Thank you. Yeah, I was thinking that it didn't really age well, but, like, that's a good point that the setting is, like, 1954, so... Someone could have been blackmailed in that time if they worked for the government and they were gay. Um, and there was obviously a different connotation about gay people back in the 50s, clearly. So yeah, I could see pro- it. Professor Plum is a straight up dirt bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. The one joke. Sleeping I, with his patients. The one joke I loved is when they're like splitting off into pairs and they're oh, like, Yvette's like, I'm so but scared. Who will go upstairs with me? And the two Will straight guys jump in and they're like, I'll oh, go with I you. Will. And he's like, no, pass. Mr. Green. <laughs> no, no, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. Yeah. Like, they they funny. sprinkle in those little ones throughout, which is great. This is like Simpsons or Futurama or something like that. It's just quick joke after mm-hmm. joke after joke after no, joke. No, they hit you. you. Like I said, like I was saying, they, they hit you. Yeah, you definitely got to pay attention and keep up or you'll miss, you'll definitely miss some jokes. Like even. I was watching it with my wife and she was on her phone and I'm like, you have to put your phone, you have to watch it too, because you miss, you know, dirtbag Professor Plum looking at Yvette's boobs, like while he's getting handed a drink and like, just like random, like little things like that. It's, it's not oh, yeah. just, uh, not just the lines. There's a lot of physical comedy in there too. I do want to rewatch this. This was, I mean, yeah. this was my first time watching it. Like I said, like we said before, Dave's been trying to get get me to watch it for years. What did you Brandon, think you've seen you it watched, before, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you think before going into it? Like, what did you think you were getting into and I honestly, when you walked out? Is it what you expected? Or The only things I knew about it were the things that you guys have told me about it. I knew about the multiple endings just because we've talked about it before. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I wasn't shocked when that happened. But, like, I don't know. I went in not knowing really what to expect. You played the board um, game before, I, correct? Of course, I played the board okay, game, so okay, I knew a little checking. bit. I knew it was going to be like a whodunit story, you know, like figuring out who did the murder or whatever. But like, I don't know. I wasn't expecting the performances. All all of the performances were fantastic. Uh, Tim Curry, especially. Um, and like, I don't know. I guess I wasn't expecting the amount of I knew it was going to be like a a comedy but I just didn't know what kind of comedy. And like we said, it was more like slapsticky, which I really enjoyed. And I think it worked really well for this movie, especially when they're like, they're trying to figure out what to do with the corpses in that one scene where the cop shows up and they're, they all have to pretend like they're having a party and they're like making out with the dead bodies to make it look like they're like, Oh my God, that was hilarious. This that is was a very one of my creative favorite movie. Like they do some creative things. And I think it's I, unique as hell. Yeah. And there's some fun shots, like when everybody runs together, like the camera gets down on the ground, and you just see everybody scurrying, th- scurrying through. And I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then there's like another scene, like towards the end, there's like, I don't know, like little things that make this movie. I think, but like Tim Curry grabs um, Miss White, 
and he grabs her by the hand and he starts running up the stairs but she's in like heels and he's in shoes so he's just like bucking <laughs> he's just like running like a goddamn madman through the movie explaining like I remember this. how yeah. everything works out but he grabs her hand and runs up the stairs and drops her and just but he keeps talking to her and <laughs> yeah she just falls down the stairs and he just yeah. keeps going and it's just like like the body humor is spectacular there are a lot of physical comedy everybody yeah. is so good everybody like goes through like the men and women like um was it Colonel Mustard and Scarlet are trying to go through a bar together, like a little bar area in one of the rooms? And they're I trying to go through the hilarious. doors. Like, you go, no, you go, no, you go, no. Like, all right. And they both go at the same time, and they just—it's just the way they're going through it. It's like it, you needed that. I don't know. There's so much body humor in this movie to keep it going, and just have all these like it's borderline slapstick. I would say yeah. it's almost like slapstick cartoonish. But I think that's kind of the point. Like that's the style of the comedy that they're going for. One of the one of the casting things I saw while looking at this movie is that Carrie Fisher was originally supposed to be in this movie. Dude, I saw that. I don't think it would have been the same. Like Scarlet was really good in this, but like, yeah. I mean, it would have been. I would have been interesting to see like how she played it because you know she never. I don't know. Never saw her as anything other than Princess Leia. But seeing her in something else would have actually been pretty funny. But. Leslie uh, Ann Warren plays Miss Scarlet. I don't know what else she was in, but she was really good in this role. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I always thought when I was younger that that was Susan Sarandon in this movie. Really? Hmm. I can, uh, I can see it. It looks like, right? I can see it, yeah, a little bit. I feel like at this point, Susan Sarandon was probably younger than her, maybe. I don't know. She still looks good today. <laughs> Susan um, Sarandon? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. She, she's a yeah. babe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like uh, Tim Curry, who basically I don't, I don't say steals the show, but he's a great performance. But God, the he was the he was the third ending. choice for really playing Wadsworth. Who were the other two? Rowan uh, Atkinson was above, and then there was another guy well, who Leonard died. Some Rostier, Rostier. Yeah, unknown to us like today in 2022. But yeah, but yeah, the second guy, you know, it was he wasn't well enough known at the time so tim curry eventually landed the role well good on him i'm glad that they went with tim curry because he was fantastic like just that oh my god he's got i don't know how he did it yeah throughout the entire movie he's yeah he's got this creepy ass smile like Mm -hmm. he he, yeah and just the way he's leading everybody through the mansion and you know getting all the the clues and everything of who who uh, who did the murder? I really liked how they, I know we, whatever we talked about a little bit, but how they adapted the board game to the movie. Like, yeah, that's such a weird thing. Such a weird idea to have to do, to make a movie based on a board game. But like, I think they did a really good job with all the characters. I mean, you had every character from the game. You had the way they introduced the weapons as well. Mm -hmm. They each gave each of the guests a different weapon that they have in the game. And then they, you know, did the whole thing where the, the lights went out and all this commotion happens and the gun goes off and then lights turn on. Mr. Body's dead. Or so you think. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I love when you kind of re I mean, we, we're, we play video games, right? So we like the Metroidvania genre, right? <laughs> I mean, a lot of gamers do like going, retreading common ground. Halo does this, infamously like you go you play through the levels and you gotta go back through those levels 
And some games make you do that. And this movie does that. You get very familiar with this house. You're going up, you're going down, you're going here, you're going back. It's just like, and they have oh, like, a cop showed like, up. What do we do? We got to, what room? No, not that room. Uh, no, not that room. But we know those rooms. I was going to say, well, even in, rooms. if you've played the board game, you know, they have the lounge, they have the library, they have the kitchen, they have the study, they have, you know, so they have all these rooms, these specific different rooms that are in the board game. And... It's even sort of laid out like the board game because the board game has this middle section in the mansion. That's just kind of the neutral area. And then each of the rooms are kind of off to the side Mm -hmm. And the mansion in the movie was laid out the same way as the board game. So I just thought it was really creative. If I was if I was plucking movies to send to outer space in case some other species knows what we can do with cinema <laughs> and i That's picked so comedies fun. no 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 if i was picking the, the genre, i would send a bunch but i was just saying like if i was picking comedies like this is one of the comedies i would put there because like this is an idea that you can do with comedy this is an ensemble comedy a murder mystery comedy slapstick comedy it's ridiculous it's fun it's innocent but naughty it has so many things going on in it like you said dave in the beginning this movie is Better than it should be, you know. It has no right to be this good. And you mm. think it's a, it's like it's a commercial it's like a joke. kind of, right? It's it's such a fun movie. Like it, it could be. I mean, there there's some whatever. There's some cleavage from Yvette the maid, and there's some like oh, murder. Yeah, there is. A little bit. <laughs> I remember being a boy, young boy, and I was like, man, I have a thing for like French maid <laughs> outfits <laughs> now. <laughs> How could that's you not? That's where that's where your that, that's where your kink started. <laughs> obviously the whole theme here is murder but like they present it in a way that's still like a family movie you know like you guys watched it while brandon watched it with your you know you watch it with your son and there's guns being shot at people yeah people but it's not like it's gory or there's sex or anything yeah Uh, i am your singing telegram pow (laughs) that comes out of nowhere it's just like we have two minutes to add to this film uh, all right, how about this? Another person shows up, and I don't know. We yeah. fucking just shoot him. Oh, that's pretty funny. I mean, I was confused <laughs> by that as well, but she, I mean, you know, she becomes an important plot point with, you know, Colonel Mustard's whole story well, and his isn't motives it cool and everything. How people keep coming to the door. You know, the cops are supposed to be coming, the impending officers like showing up to the house, they know in like 45 minutes it will show up, you know, and like we're like, all right, we're waiting. But then like another random cop shows up. We have a guy who had a flat tire show up. Like, why are I so many the, people coming to this mansion okay. tonight? And that, like, I thought the random like, guy was going to play a bigger role, but he was just kind of like wrong place, wrong time. Well, he knew he knew one of those people. He was the he was driver yeah he guy. was connected. He was connected. Yeah, he, he looked familiar because I know him from Pop Bam Dead. Yep, and it's got like the fun things like going through like a fireplace and it turns around and it's like that. Well, that's that right out of the passageways. Yeah, they they have the secret passageways in the board. Oh, game, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, that's, that's so cool. Oh, okay, I I honestly I didn't play the game that much to to know this stuff. So that's awesome. Well, we got to play Clue now. <laughs> they have, they have an like a online version of Clue. So honestly, that'd be kind of fun to do as like a little, a little stream or something. But yeah, I just thought this movie was super creative. Um, what was your? Uh, who was your favorite? I mean, I guess it's Tim Curry, but like, what's your favorite moment in this movie? If you had one, it's just like, oh, I really liked that. Bit. I mean, the one that stands out to me obviously is the fuck the endings. 
you know, when right. Tim Curry is just reenacting the entire movie over again. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just insane. It's incredible. <laughs> like, I don't know how he did that. Like, when he, like, turns the lights off, and then, like, he... And it's... Uh, and they all scream. The screams again, and he's on the ground again. I'm like, was he killed? That's so good. And he gets up, and he was dead here. <laughs> so good. Oh. And he does the same thing with, like, the, the, the cook at the, the kitchen. The fridge, yeah. He it's goes through the so passageway. good. Yeah, and Mr. Green. If yeah, you watch it. the oh, camera so work in that shot, the cameraman is doing as much work as Tim Curry is because he's got to zoom in, zoom out, and then run and follow this guy. It, the, the camera work is actually very good. Like I got to give kudos. Like they didn't just, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I mean, people like this movie, so I don't have to like talk about it. Like, oh, it's really good, but like. There is some legit camera work going on, and I don't know if they ever get attention, but I got to say, when you're chasing six actors, making sure that everybody gets equal attention in this movie, like the cameraman's got to do some stuff to, to get it to work because it's not focusing on one person or the other. And right. there's some really fun shots. Like when uh, upstairs, there's um, Wadsworth the butler, Tim Curry, and I think it's uh, Miss White. They're supposed to go check out the attic, and they there's a grandfather clock in the middle, and they're both going in and out this door, but they're like hyping themselves up to go in and check it out. Like, all right, I want to go in. And the way they went back and forth doing that, the body language is really good. Well, they didn't want to, they didn't want to turn their backs shot. on each other because they thought the other one also was going to kill them. Absolutely. Right. Everybody doesn't trust everybody. Cause like Colonel, uh, Colonel Mustard's the military guy and he's the one to suggest everybody split up. And I don't know. It's, it's great. I, I'll say this. My favorite character is Mr. Green. Um, Mr. Green I, is great. He gets me Michael. going. He starts showing up like in the second half of the movie. He kind of starts going up. He's almost up there with uh, Tim Curry. As but yeah, like my favorite joke is the whole like my opening quote, which is like Miss Peacock is freaking the fuck out and nobody can cover down. So he grabs her. And he's like, just just go over here, just sit down, and she's just ah, ah, and he just smacks her, smacks and everybody's her. like. And he's like, well, I had to stop her from screaming. And I just, (laughs) and I like that Tim Curry then does the same thing. He picks her up. He throws her in in the seat and he smacks her. I don't know. I just, there's some really cool things that happen in this movie where everybody, like the men are carrying the light person, but like the women are carrying like the heavy cook. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And the men, and they're like, they're like, what's up with, you know? And like, they're literally struggling to get this woman on this couch and, I don't know. There's just so much body language uh, body by the end, going on. By the end, they're so, so sick of dragging the bodies around the the telegram girl. They just carry her and they just like drop her like right in the middle of the room. Oh, they Everybody. just drop her like on her face. <laughs> did, Dave, did you did you have a favorite scene? Like, what what is it about you? Like, I know you like the opening shot, but was there like something in the I mean more comedic? Uh, comedic. I mean, yeah, the, the ending is hard to kind of compete with, but it's just like there's so many little things. It's hard to just pick one specific point in there. I don't know. Like the, the whole ending of the movie where he's running around explaining things is kind of like a, it's like a speed bag of quick hit punches and jokes like Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over. You just, yeah, it's great. I thought the, the ending, like the last line of the movie that like, (laughs) like Mr. Green, the entire movie, you think he's gay. And then it turns out he's really a police officer and the whole thing was an act. And he goes, I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife after he takes off takes off Freeze his glasses frame. and he looks all debonair and that's how the movie yeah. ends. Yep. Just... Yeah. yep. <laughs> I think he's great, honestly. I think he was really good. I can see why he was just on SNL, you know, for a while. And he was he, in a bunch of stuff, a man. Of he was in 
He was in uh, Better Call Saul recently. That's what that's like the first thing I saw him in. Uh, Michael McKean. He was in Coneheads. Like he was in so many things. Have you seen Spinal Tap? Me? No, I have not. Eric, add, no. we're adding another fucking <laughs> one of the, the greatest list. comedies of all time. And I think it is definitely up there. It is it's old, but it is so, so good. And it is quotable. The the songs are actually good. It still delivers today, and it's hard to go back. I would hold, I would say like that movie and Monty Python and the Holy Grail are the oldest comedies I can laugh at still today. <laughs> Monty Python because a lot of right. jokes like don't age as well or whatever. Like comedies. I mean, this was Spinal Tap was only one year before Clue it was in nineteen eighty four. No way! Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out! Okay, well, that that means, okay, but I thought I thought it was like seventy nine or something like that. Yeah, to be honest with you. 78, 79. Okay. Well, anyway, he's he's one of the lead uh, actors in it with like Harry Shearer and all that stuff. But um, fantastic movie. Uh, and this movie I think works well. I think we're still talking about it today because of the performances of these characters. I think the production didn't get in the way. You know, it's unfortunate that it didn't. It wasn't a box office success, but. Um, I think there's something to be said about being a. I mean, what's honestly it's like pretty, when, when these actors are dying and they're going when they're like looking back at their career, they might look back at the money, but I also think that they want to say like I made a cult classic movie. I think that means a lot because that means that there are people that are so passionate about that thing, and I was in it. Like Tim Curry has to look back at his career and say I had some great cult classics that are in there. Like and it's it's a really it's a niche it's a niche movie to make too. Like you're making a movie about a murdery board, board game, game from the yeah that's seventy three years old now. Let's just say that it was like what thirty something years old when the movie got made. So I've I feel like I haven't seen Tim Curry in a ton of things. Like I've seen obviously Home Alone two was probably the first thing I've seen Tim Curry okay. in, and then I've seen like the original It. Stephen King's It. He played yeah. Pennywise in It, yep. and then like and then this. this. I feel like okay. that's a, those so, are about the only things that I've okay. seen. In. So he Rocky Picture Horror Show. Yeah, I've never seen Rocky Horror Picture and, Show. Okay, and then uh, Legend. Nope, never seen and, it. And he was in Annie. Legend okay. is a good movie. I I think I actually have it on the list of movies to watch because it has Tom Cruise and Tim Curry, and Tim Curry has oh, got to be like the, the coolest. Guy. He has it's like the coolest looking villain. He's up there with Darth Vader when it comes to looking like looks. Like that like shit gave me nightmares when I was a kid. Dave, is that not like the one of the greatest villains in cinema? I mean, like he's, he's like the fucking so devil. Good. Like he plays, he is a fucking demon. And it's just giant, it's ter- massive horns. Terrifying as a kid because his voice is all like crazy and demony. But yeah. it's just yeah. And I think this movie has charm because I think of Tim Curry because it was kind of relying on him being the butler. If the butler was as bad of an actor as uh, Mister Body, like this movie would have fucking sucked. That guy was a horrible actor. I don't know what mm-hmm. else he was leaving. Like, I think this- Notorious frontman of the L.A. punk band Fear. Who? Oh, interesting, Mister Body. Mister Body. All right, well, oh. whatever. Get out. Yeah, of his there. name is Lee Ving. That's just that's just a bad name too. Oh boy, <laughs> you tell Lee me. Ving. Is you think that you think his parents like was that a pun? Like leaving, leaving. Oh. Oh, probably, it's a weird, yeah. weird thing. 
So, well, one thing I just found out, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the wild thornberries. It was a Nickelodeon show in like the early two thousands, nineties, late nineties. You played Sir Nigel Thornberry in the wild thornberries. And that was like, that was my childhood. Uh, Tim Curry did not leaving. Oh, he also, <laughs> okay. Oh. He also played, uh, Palpatine in the clone wars, but I for like heard a, about this, a stretch of episodes. Yeah. Like 20, it says 2012 to 2014. But so I'm excited to get to that stuff because I'm in like season four of the Clone Wars right now. Um, so that must be coming up. I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah. I think if you watch Clue, you're a Tim Curry fan. Dude, I, I fucking love Tim like, Curry. I haven't so seen you... him. I haven't seen him in that many things, but everything I've seen him in, I love him in, you know? Yeah. Especially Clue. Clue is his, you know, best performance that I've seen him in. Yes. Tim, there's not enough Tim Curry film out there. I think he should have been <laughs> in more stuff. He is fantastic. It's It's sad to see that he's like kind of in rough shape these days i think he's age is cut up to him he's like 73 or 74 and i don't know he's 76 76 he's he's getting up there wheelchair yeah but whatever i mean yeah he had a major stroke in 2012 yeah it is sad because he's a spectacular actor but i encourage anybody to just deep dive into some of his at least his more popular movies if you never saw him go and watch him you know they're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a cheesy TV show, but he is good in it. But it's. I think it's, he's it's great a, in it. Yeah, he's great in it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, do we have any closing thoughts on Clue as a whole? Um, no, I think we kind of gushed a lot about it. Uh, I feel like it's very easy to recommend this movie. Yeah, to it's somebody. Fun. It's charming. It is. Yes, both of those. It's sh- like it's short. It's only like an hour and a half long. It's a good watch, like with your family or just with your wife. I mean, I watched it with my wife. She fell asleep, like at the end, but you know, she was having what? a good time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like the ending is the best part. part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie is just so easy to recommend. It's fun. There's not a huge commitment, but I will, like Davis said, I feel like you do have to pay attention for the jokes and for like the all the clues and little things that they sprinkle out throughout yeah, the entire not a, movie. Not a play Clash of Clans on your phone kind of movie. It's a no. Sit down and stare at the TV. I always watch it around Halloween because it's a murdery movie. So yeah, I but, can see that. You know, you can. It's a, it's an anytime movie. It's good. Clues good anytime. Murder is yeah. Murder is fine year round. Whenever it <laughs> whatever it comes. Oh, I was gonna bring this up. So I was looking up like movies that were based on board games and surprise, surprise, there's really not that many of them. And they're not good. Uh, the biggest ones that released, I, I think clue was the first one, first movie ever to be based on a board game. There was like the battleship movie with Rihanna. Um, I don't think that was received very well. No. And then, and then they made the Ouija franchise, like those horror movies based Ouija. on like the Ouija, Ouija? board. Ouija? Yeah. Oh, Ouija. Yeah. 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 So, there's three yeah, of those yeah. movies all not received very know. well. And then some weird other ones. They made a Dungeons and Dragons movie in the year 2000. And apparently, yeah, I saw it. it apparently it is horrible. <laughs> no, I saw parts of it and it was trash. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sad. I think there's another one coming out next year. I want to say there's another D and D movie in the making. Right. So yeah. you never know with the right hands. You never know. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But cool. Well, that, is some good clue talk. I'm glad that I finally watched this one after years of Dave recommending it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dave is the the biggest fan of this movie on the podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> on the podcast, I would yeah, say. Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, really good one. 
fun one to talk about, fun one to watch. Um, so that will wrap up our clue talk. And after this, we will get into a little game. Stay tuned. We are back with a game. I kind of came up with this game at the last minute, so I don't have a clever name for it. I'm just going to call it, what's that game? Uh, okay. And on brand with our episode theme, I am going to be giving you two clues oh, okay. as to like what this clues. game is. Um, I had a more complex thing that I had planned in my head, but I just okay. didn't think about how it would work logistically on a podcast. Like I really, I just wanted to play a game of clue and yeah, try to do it, but I, I don't think it wasn't going to really work. So, so yeah, I can see that being complicated. Would these be electronic games or would these, be- yes, these are electronic okay. video. Oh, okay. Video entertainment games, whatever hmm. you want to call them. Um, so yeah, basically it's reverse 20 questions. So I will be giving you clues to what this game is. They'll start out, vague and get more detailed as they go along um, this is just one this is one video game but i'm gonna game. i'm gonna yeah and you guys can make i think i'm gonna go with you guys can make one guess per question if you want to i mean you don't have to guess every single question but we'll do the thing where you know you guess one you're locked out until the next question and then the other person can guess one um okay. and then it. I'll go, I'll just keep going, I guess, until you guys get it. And whoever guesses it first wins. Simple. Okay. All right. Here we go. I told you they're going to start out vague. Uh, This game is, well, I guess this is, I guess this could be, it's vague enough. This game is an action adventure video game. <laughs> Okay. Clue number one. Any guesses? Mm, no. <laughs> Dude, it could be Assassin's Creed. It could be Mario Brothers. It could be Uncharted. Yeah. Guitar Hero. Told you. They could be uh, a <laughs> guitar hero. Starting out vague. Um, let's see. I'll give you a, a range here. Actually, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This game was <laughs> released between the years 1990 and 2000. Got a 10 year range there. Um, This game was developed in Japan. Super Mario Brothers World. Oh, sorry, Brandon. That was not a game. Super Mario Brothers World is not a video game. Super Super Mario Mario World World is a video game. Whatever. (laughs) Is this uh, Ninja Gaiden? No, incorrect. Oh. All right. Oh. We'll keep going here. Um, it is a single player game. So no multiplayer in this hold video on, game. Hold on, let me think. 
Big wheels keep on turning. Action adventure game from the There's 90s. still a million choices to have, Dave. No. Still, yeah, still pretty vague. A single player 90s game that has action and adventure in it. <laughs> Made in Japan. Oh, I guess, yeah, it's not third. Developed in Japan. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm good. Um, Let's see. You play. You're the main character. This will be a, a good mm-hmm. clue. Is a woman. Um, Dave. Sure. Uh, is it Heavenly Sword? Incorrect. That's post two thousand or nineteen ninety. Is post nineteen ninety? Is it PS three? Oh no, that is yeah, that's early two thousands. Pardon me. Well, if he said that, then I'll just say Tomb Raider. Uh, Brain and Tomb Raider. Uh, no, that is incorrect as well. Okay, all right. Um, this game sold one. Point four two million copies worldwide. Not that much. That's a, a fair amount. Action adventure. You play as a female. You play as a female. Yes. Woman. Woman. <laughs> Woman. Sorry, that was a. Uh, Are so you I ready? An, so I married an axe murderer, dude. Can we talk about that show on this podcast? It's <laughs> one of my favorite. I love. Yeah. I've seen that movie way too many times. I could quote the fuck out of that movie. Anyways, any guesses? Or are you ready for next clue? Um, I need a next clue. I have okay. an idea. Next clue. This game does not take place on the planet Earth. Oh. oh okay. Go ahead. You got a guess, Brandon? Yeah, Brandon. Super Metroid. Wow! Good job. Oh, I was gonna say Metroid that is Prime correct. too. Fuck. Listen, all right, that was pretty Super quick. Metroid. Do you want to? Do you want to do another one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's good. Right. I like it. All right, we'll do another one. Um, nice job, yeah, Dave. I was like, it's gonna be Metroid probably, but like, which one? So I just shot in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know, know what the, the original was if that was ninety or eighty something. Primes were GameCube. I think GameCube came out early two thousands. Maybe it was like ninety nine two thousand. Yeah, sure. it was right in there. For nice. Sure. Yep. Awesome. Yep. That was that was a good one. I didn't want to make it too hard, just because. No, first, that's good. First that's time we've done this game. <laughs> this one will be a little harder. We'll run through it a little quicker. Um, this game was also released in the same time frame. A Super Metroid between 90 and 2000. Mm-hmm. Also developed in Japan. Mm-hmm. Ninja Gaiden? No. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> uh, no. Um, Might as well burn through questions right there. This game... You got them. You got them. got to use them. This game originally came out in the arcade. Mortal Ooh. Kombat. Brandon, Mortal Kombat 3. Or 1. Mortal Kombat 1. <laughs> no. <laughs> Incorrect. More common one was not Japan. Arcade. Yeah, what do you think? Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm an idiot. Duh. I will leave now. (laughs) Another clue? um, You got a guess? House of the Dead. No, but that's a good... I like that guess. Uh, Much better than what I said. I don't know. Um, 
you can play as multiple characters in this game. Brandon, Gauntlet. No. Dave, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, but I I thought you might say that. Uh, that is incorrect. Hmm. So close. What do we want to go with next? Um, this game is played from a 2D perspective. Oh. Oh, really? Multiple characters, arcade, 2D. From a 2D perspective. Street Fighter 2. Incorrect. Mm. That's not that wasn't side view. Was that released in the 90s? No. He said side view. It was 2D perspective. 2D. Is, was, That's was all you I said, said is 2D? Oh, I 2D you, okay. perspective, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, Brandon. Uh, Street Fighter. That's what I just said. <laughs> 2. No. no. <laughs> Turbo. <laughs> Turbo no. Arcade Extreme Edition. Oh, I'm trying Hellfire. to. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I find it. Scratch that then. What? If you said that, then Altered Beast. No, 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 no. All right. Altered Beast Alter- is good, though. Good, good, Alter- yeah, good pull. This game later came to PlayStation home consoles. You said PlayStation home consoles? Mm-hmm. PlayStation? PlayStation. What's a PlayStation? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Dave Pass. The Lost Dave. Vikings. What the hell is that? Nope. That was on PlayStation. <laughs> or uh, no, that was on Super Nintendo. Wasn't it? it was on a couple different platforms. All right, rare. Brandon, you got rare. anything or next clue? Pass. All right, clue this, this game can be played single player and multiplayer. Well, I was assuming with multiple characters that yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably 2D. I'm sorry. You, yeah. What is this game? Want another? So I'll give you some more hints. Sounding. I'll give you. Okay, no, yeah. I'll give you some more hints. This game is part of a franchise. What? Dave. Yes. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. In arcades? No. I don't know. <laughs> Not from Japan either. Not from know. Japan either. I'll give you a, a big hint next if you guys don't get this one. Is it? Yeah. Not yeah, too big. Right, give me the, give me Not the too big. Give me like a medium hint. Um. Okay, I'll go with a medium hint. Uh. This. Well, this was the first game in the franchise. All right, I'll give you a, a bigger one. A little bit bigger. This game was developed and published by Namco. Brandon. Yes, Brandon. Mrs. Pac-Man. No, that is incorrect. Right. Namco. Namco. What the hell was Namco doing back then? In the nineties, I was. I just picked the game from the fucking eighties. They didn't even have the Bandai back then, probably. Nope, just Namco. Fuck. Uh, how about Worms? Worms? No. Incorrect. Everybody loves worms. Get ready to buzz in. I'll give you a pretty big hint. Okay. Because you guys are seem to be struggling a little bit. The I'm genre. Just warming up. The genre. I'll give you the genre of this game. 
it's a fighting game. Dave. Yes, Dave. Soul Calibur. Not Soul Calibur. Mm. I like where where you're thinking though. Yeah, Brandon. I know what you're gonna do. Brandon. Oh, I don't Is know. Oh well, no, hold on, because I don't want to confuse him with Sega, but I'll I'll go with um, Samurai Showdown. No. Incorrect. Do you have another guess? Hmm. Well, let me give you the next clue. Yeah, you know, hint. <laughs> Ooh, um, I know. You know it? No. I just know the rules that I'm trying to bend. I'll, this is a... Hmm. Uh, out with it, boy. Out with it. Um, I'm trying to... It's part of a franchise, too, though. Not make it too... It's the first of a franchise. It is the first of a we franchise. We already guessed Street Fighter. We've already guessed... It's on... Think about it. PlayStation... Uh, originally an arcade came to PlayStation fighting game. All right, give us a give us a hint. Give us a hint. In the nineties, our clue. Um, each character had their own cutscene when you beat their arcade mode. Maybe you guys, maybe you guys didn't play this game a lot too. I played this. I don't know if this is a hint, but I played a lot of this game when I was a kid. The fuck did you play in the arcade? What is... I mean, I, I played it on PlayStation. I didn't play it in the arcade. I don't know if this came out on PlayStation, though. I don't know if it's 2D either. Brandon, King of Fighters. Incorrect. Uh, Dave Tekken. Ding, 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 ding. Hey. Yeah. Dave gets it. Oh, wow. Tekken. I know. I, know. I didn't play a lot of Tekken. I knew. But that was that technically 3D, but it's like 2D, 2D perspective. perspective but that what you're 3D, saying? Yeah, that's why I specify 2D perspective. But yes, 3D graphics. Uh, huh. I was. I would have just said that's a 3D fighting game. <laughs> well, good job. Each of you got one, one to one. Yeah, we both, we both get, win. We go to space we both camp. get to go to space Fuck camp. Yeah, saw it out. How long are we there for? A week? A month? Yeah, a a year? Three three <laughs> nights, four days. It's, you Tops. you think it's a reward, but really, it's an imprisonment. They put you in the vomit comet and they just get you the <laughs> fuck out of there. They're like, nope, you had your fun, kid. Uh, all right. Well, that was fun. Uh, it was a fun episode talking about Clue. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You guys got anything else before we wrap up? No. Uh, no, I'm good. Go out and enjoy the weather, but if it's rainy, play some games. Yeah, I hope everybody's on board, uh, our regular listeners on board with the new format and everything. Let us know. Give us some feedback on Twitter or email us, nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram at nomadsoffantasy. Um, you can go to thenomadsoffantasy.com for all of your nomad needs um yeah so with that i think we're out of here and as always safe travels nomad travels nomads ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh life could be a dream if 
I could take you up in paradise up above If you would tell me I'm the only one that you love Life could be a dream, sweetheart Hello, hello again, shaboom And hoping we'll meet again Oh, life could be a dream If only all my precious plans would come true If you would let me spend my whole life loving you Life could be a dream, sweetheart Now every time I look at you Something is on my mind If you do what I want you to Baby, we'd be so fine Oh, life could be a dream If I could take you up in paradise up above If you would tell me I'm the only one that you love Life could be a dream, sweetheart Yeah. All right, look, pay attention, everybody. Wadsworth, am I right in thinking there is nobody else in this house? No. Then there is someone else in this house. No, sorry, I said no meaning yes. No meaning yes? Look, I want a straight answer. Is there someone else or isn't there yes or no? Um, no. No, there is or no, there isn't? Yes. Please! Don't you think we should get that man out of the house before he finds out what's been going on here? Yeah. How can we throw him outside in this weather? If we let him stay in the house, he may get suspicious. If we throw him out, he may get even more suspicious. If I were him, I'd be suspicious already. Oh, who cares? That guy doesn't matter. Let him stay locked up for another half an hour. The police will be here by then, and there are two dead bodies in the study. Shh! Well, there is still some confusion as to whether or not there's anybody else in this house. I told you there isn't. There isn't any confusion or there isn't anybody else? Either. Or both. Just give me a clear answer. Certainly. <clears throat> what was the question? Is there anybody else in the house? No! 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 